eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. It is day one of mandatory minicamp. What is going on, Mike? Day one of mandatory minicamp and day one out of uh, the last month of news. There's news. There's news. And it's crazy because on a couple podcasts, I was over the Jonah Williams, Joe Mixon topic. And then Jonah Williams showed up. Not No surprise, because honestly, Albert Breer uh, posted this a couple months ago that Jonah Williams planned to be there for the mandatory stuff. And this is mandatory. Everything else, it was voluntary workouts. It was their off-season OTAs. None of that Jonah Williams needed to show up to. And Jonah Williams showed up today, and he talked to the media. I'm just going to go ahead and ask you right now, what did you think of uh, Jonah Williams' comments? You know, he brought up not hearing from the front office, but he's also here to compete for the right tackle position. Yeah, I mean, it's what we kind of expected out of him. Uh, I think some people have thought – I've thrown out the idea. Maybe he doesn't – you know, just because of Bates last year. Maybe he does with Jesse Bates. He doesn't come until he really needs to, not just mandatory minicamp. He'll take those – I think you get fined for that, uh, not showing up to that, but um, it's not like a game check. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he doesn't want to play right tackle because, you know, he is a left tackle. I think – every time I've said that, I think I also go, that's probably a bad move. <laughs> Uh, you should probably compete at right tackle, try to get that starting job. But uh, it was always in his cards that he could do whatever. And the reason I always thought whenever we talked about the offensive line, I think he's got the inside track to be the starter because I expected him to come in and compete for that job. And I think he's uh, best suited to win that job week one. Um, I think his comments make sense with his story this entire time. Just, you know, he was blindsided by it, as he said, which was, uh, I don't know if he said those exact words, but either the reporting or him, one of those guys, you know, I'll use that phrase, (laughs) but, uh, you know, but he was taken by surprise on those 
on the day that it happened, basically. Just didn't even know that they were looking elsewhere. And yeah, it's the business. It's the business side of everything. The Bengals didn't really know that they were going to move on from him until they, I believe, what, they got, I remember there was an article, I hope I haven't forgotten a lot of it, but I believe Orlando Brown, his agent called them. And we, mm-hmm. I remember talking a lot about how, like, you know, good players are starting to call them because they want to play for a contender. Um, and that's what that was. So if Orlando Brown's agent never calls the Bengals, Jonah Williams is your starting left tackle. But because he called and that's an obvious upgrade, you make that move and you hope that Jonah's okay moving to right tackle. I think this has been the entire thing. I think, as I've said before, I think, you know, Jonah, they probably didn't really care to move on. Like that wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority to move on. If you were getting told that you were getting moved on from, you're probably in a worse spot (laughs) with the team than if they kind of surprised you, which I know I understand the emotions of like, surprise, you're not playing your position anymore. Um, That always stinks. I would not call it a a demotion. I think it's just a position change. Um, You could say he lost his job, but I wouldn't call it demotion just because I think right tackle, left tackle, just as important as each other. But end of the day, if they told him they were moving on, that would probably feel that would probably be worse for him in the long run than what they did, which was kind of blindside him, which he shouldn't have found out from the internet. Like they should have after doing the Orlando Brown thing, had somebody call him and let him know, or even if it was just Frank, just like they brought in a guy and you're going to have to start learning right tackle, just somebody he knows to deliver the news because that would feel better. But overall, this is kind of what we expected from Jonah to come in and compete to try to win that right tackle job. It is a competition, I believe Uh three horse race with, two very lagging horses that could i guess compete if there's an injury <laughs> way back there uh, but there's three horses way up in front and uh, i think jonah's on the inside track yeah you know some when his comments came out and he talked to the media today and respect him because there are some players who are like i'm not ta- speaking to the media and you get fined for that for for some teams but he's like look i'm here i'm in here to talk to you guys every single media member was at his locker and he explained everything and, and i can appreciate him being honest about the whole situation and you know so i was a little surprised nobody from the Bengals organization said that they've talked to him yet about it <laughs> um i guess it's kind of hey it's out there orlando brown is going to be the left tackle so you're going to go over to right tackle. And I don't blame the Bengals a bit because you wanted to upgrade the position and you get multiple years with Orlando Brown. And that was going to be a concern after this year with Jonah Williams. But credit to Jonah to just say, hey, it, you know, I'm here to compete for the right tackle position. In the offensive line, I truly feel if you can get your best out of Jonah Williams, I wouldn't say last year, but the, the previous season, if you can get that out of him at the right tackle position, I'm not going to say that's easier because you are switching sides. This offensive line is going to be the best if it can stay healthy that Joe Burrow has ever played with in his career in Cincinnati in a short career and that is absolutely huge to be able to see that I mean we all witnessed what he did with the offensive line in the Super Bowl and it's still unbelievable he got that far with what he was dealing with and then towards the end in the AFC championship game out with that three starters and to be able to have those guys is huge and to have Lyle Collins out there and he's been really active um you know I know they were at the the Reds um before the pregame, um, just hitting baseballs. Even Lyle Collins was out there. He's been with the team. Orlando Brown making jokes in the locker room, and it really feels like they're gaining that connection to be determined on what Lyle Collins looks like if he's ready to start the season 
or they do put him on the pup list and it's more of a Jackson Carmen Jonah Williams situation but give me all the depth in the locker room when it comes to the offensive line because they definitely need it so I'm all I'm all here for it and you know I just remember those conversations with Jonah when it was well is he really going to try hard if he finds out he has to play right tackle and and for me I've always thought look he's going to get 12 million dollars and he needs to prove to the NFL it's probably not going to be in Cincinnati after this year but he needs to prove to the NFL I can still play in the NFL maybe it's right tackle maybe it's left tackle look around the league right tackles are getting paid a pretty nice dollar right now and he could be on another team next year and prove hey I'm still legit on the offensive line so this is a huge year for Jonah Williams and if he's if he didn't come to to Bengals camp and if he didn't show up at all he wouldn't get his 12 million dollars that would be absolutely foolish by him and uh, he probably wouldn't land on a roster the following year so this is huge for Jonah Williams and always felt like he was going to go out there and, and give everything he can um, and the, the team's going to put the best players out there and if it's Jonah Williams he's going to be the right tackle and that's a win for this team it's a win for Joe Burrow yeah um... okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The one part of that, the... uh does is he really going to work for them and whatnot? And I mean, I've just always taken issue with the idea of questioning somebody's work ethic, even though he may have asked for a trade. He asked for a trade because he wants to stay at left tackle. That's a competitive type thing. Um, and it's an emotional reaction too. We have to understand that these are people and not just names and somebody on Madden that you could just, well, I'll just change his position and move him over to the other side or to guard or center or wherever. And there's no difference. There's a difference. This is his livelihood. And he was clearly upset about that. Never once did I think he wasn't going to try though. I mean, if anything, maybe just try to compete at left tackle. Probably wouldn't win that battle. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't win that battle considering the money. Um, but uh, he's always, he was always going to try and compete. And if he's, Putting his mind to it, I think that, you know, he's got a good shot at winning this right tackle job. I I don't think – we do all of this talking about how Jordan Battle must be so smart and such a hard worker because he started as a freshman for Nick Saban. Jonah Williams started as a freshman for Nick Saban. It's the same thing. He's smart and hardworking. Like that's – what are we doing with that? I don't understand. But the other part of this is just, this is a guy whose kneecap floated all the way around his leg in the game and he missed six snaps. That guy works hard. That guy cares about the team. He's going to blood, sweat, tears, all of that coming out, try to win for the for the organization. Uh, it's just, man, I have thought these have been the most ridiculous claims all because he doesn't post Instagram workouts. And, uh, you know, post videos and taking kick slides at right tackle. Dude, that's what this offseason's for. Like, <laughs> he wasn't there at the optional OTAs, which really aren't optional if you ever hear anybody talk about these things, especially when you hear fans talk about these things. <laughs> optional, no way. Uh, if you don't, if you're not at OTAs, you don't care. Uh, so I've just, oh man, I've been, 
I've been a little bit burned up about that. Just like, I can't believe you that people are going to the lengths of questioning somebody's work ethic, questioning somebody's uh, heart, questioning, you know, all of these things just because he asked for a trade. Totally normal thing to ask for a trade when you lose the job that you had. And yeah, there's another job open, but he wants to be a left tackle. Find out nobody really wanted him to be a left tackle. So that kind of stinks too for him, right? Now he's going to go compete at right tackle. And this is a guy who started for Nick Saban as a freshman. Nick Saban said this is a guy that could start all five positions. Uh, I have no idea if he could snap, but, uh, I mean, Nick Saban seen more of him than me. Uh, he's smart, he's hardworking, and he's tough. I think that's the one thing that we don't give him enough credit for is that he is tough. I think he showed a lot in that one game and this season in dislocating a kneecap and missing six plays. I don't think we can understate that. He missed six plays. And you know what he did in that game? He pitched a shutout, including pancakes, multiple pancakes on in that game. I mean, that was a dominant performance. I got all this I got crap from somebody about how that wasn't a dominant performance or something. It's like he had bad because he said he was bad this year. He only had play, he only played bad games. Like anybody who was bad in a year can still have good games. John Ross, week one, 2019, 2020, one of those years. <laughs> What, 200 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah, bad games after that, but that one wasn't. Uh, so, I don't know. That, that's my whole thing on this. It's just I've thought it's – I'm never going to question somebody's, you know, how much they want something, how much that they uh, are willing to work for something. I, I'm not going to question that because these guys are in the NFL. They're going to work a heck of a lot harder than I have to make that dream come true. They, You know, these guys are working really hard. They don't get their – Talent can get you to college. I don't think talent can get you to a starting gig in the NFL, at least not five years into your career. Yeah, I, the the work ethic questioning that is, is absolutely bizarre to me. And even Joe Burrow said he said it twice, actually, this offseason when he was asked about Jonah Williams. And he he just like, that's a business. That's a Jonah mm-hmm. decision. And he supported it all the way. Joe Burrow even gave him a phone call and um, offered his support, too. And, and like I said, if Jonah Williams... It, Jonah Williams is out there right tackle and he's playing just average and you could even say slightly below average. This team is better on the offensive line overall. If that's what you have right now as your starters on the offensive line, healthy, fully going into September, there was actually something I, right before we got on the podcast, I, I noticed it on social media and the, the reaction was to Jonah Williams comments earlier today and the person on Twitter, I'm paraphrasing a little bit what he said, but I want to get to his point. He was like, well, it's, it's just like the corporate world and that happens at work. It's it's a business. And, and the NFL isn't like the corporate world. Not at all. I can't really find too many comparisons to an NFL team, how they operate versus me working in my corporate job that I go to from eight to four, Monday through Friday. It's, it's a whole lot of different. So I just feel like we, we always try to find these comparisons and we want to find this for Jonah or they're, you're upset with this comments that he's making when he's being honest. But at the end of his comments, he's saying, look, I'm ready to go out there, compete. And he talked about wanting to be a Bengal the rest of his career and just kind of what it meant to play in Cincinnati. And I think that's awesome. For me personally, I said it about Joe Mixon. I feel that way about Jonah Williams because I feel like we always have to keep bringing them up together or comparison this offseason is I want them to play their best season for the Cincinnati Bengals going into 2023 because that makes this team better. That helps them get to a championship. That helps them win more playoff games. That helps them win their division again. That's a good thing. I don't know why anybody would be against this situation. Now, if he's playing good, 
at right tackle. That's going to be important. We'll get to that, what it looks like during the season. But me personally, I feel like it's better on the offensive line if Jonah Williams is out there. Yep. And end of the day, both these guys cannot play their cap contract or whatever you think of that. I mean, I guess there's some people that don't think a running back can ever make more than can ever outplay a $4 million contract or something. But, you know, for what the market is, these guys can both outplay those contracts. I think if Jonah Williams plays at an above average level, he's probably playing up to that contract. And if he plays better than that, then he's playing above that contract. I think if he plays average and below, he might be playing below the contract. And that's a whole thing. You can't cut it. You have to find a trade partner, and they would rather have him compete at right tackle than to send him for peanuts somewhere else because you'll probably get something. You'll probably get something in terms of compensation, uh, compensatory pick after the year. As long as he plays at an average level, he'll probably get paid a decent amount. He's a former high pick. Uh, They might want him at guard. They might want him at tackle. They might want him at right tackle. Maybe he plays good enough to get some right tackle looks. I don't know. All I know is there's a lot of bad offensive line play in the NFL. And I don't think Jonah Williams is below a starting level player. I think he can be a above average to good starter, but where he is now is definitely starting level. It's and it's not trash heap starting level. It's fine. And yes, this is on paper, just like last year, but this is on paper, the best offensive line they've had for Joe Burrow. And look, end of the segment, but, if Jonah Williams plays an above average level, he outplayed Lahal Collins last year. That's just that's what it is. I mean, Collins falling down. Collins couldn't hold up. It, it was it's fine. Like if he play, I think Collins wasn't terrible. I just think we have kind of jumped the shark a little bit about eulogizing Collins or uh, so, I don't know, soliloquizing Collins second half of the year wasn't that good <laughs> no like some of the run blocking was there but the pass protection if you needed 2.3 seconds he has you if you need any longer than that he is on the ground and that guy's running at you and I, I think he got himself in good position i think he played as well as he could considering the injury and what that seemed to affect him but i don't think we need to pretend that lola collins was an all-star last year uh there's a good chance jonah williams outplays what he did last year and that is a good thing And look, if Lyle Collins has time and he's not pushed to come back right away and we still have, we're talking about the Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins situation at the right tackle conversation, I'm totally fine with that, especially if Lyle Collins is ready to go and he feels healthy and he's the Dallas Cowboys Lyle Collins. Well, that would be... That would be huge. That would be huge. And that would be good for the future because I, I am kind of in that camp and there's, and I want to move on to our next segment with Joe Burrow and, and what he talked about today, but I am in the camp that if you get something out of Lyle Collins and you see if he's serviceable and, and look, he's, going to be a backup if Jonah Williams is a starter but you need all the depth in the world on the offensive line I want all these guys to stay healthy but that could be a future guy that you signed to you know to add two more years onto his contract uh when it comes to right tackle but you're not pressuring Lyle to be ready in September and I think that is a huge thing when it comes to uh this offensive line but whew, Jonah Williams I feel like that's all we have right now for that conversation and that topic maybe we'll talk more when we get into training camp but uh, I can't promise anything next I want to talk about Joe Burrow He talked to the media today on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. 